<clears throat> oh, good. I got that. I, I hit record right when you coughed. Yay! <laughs> no one knows that. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi, uh, everybody who's listening. This is so weird. It's so weird because Jenny's not here. Oh, no. I know. What are we going to do? I don't know. I'm also a person. You are also a person. <laughs> well, um, I'm Kat Eves, and I'm a stylist, and you are. I'm Jen Saunderson, and I am a comedian and a writer and a baker and other things. Oh, good. Well, this is gaudy positive. It's <gasps> weird to say it without Jenny here. I can't Aww. say it then normally at the same time we'd go. And this, this is gaudy positive. positive. All right. Yay, there we, did it. we, we got did there. It. it just feels weird. <laughs> it feels weird when Jenny, it's like mom's not home and I'm sitting here. I keep like adjusting the volume because she does all the technical stuff. I'm oh. like, I don't know. Am I doing it right? Yeah, you're doing it great, Dad. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I'm the stepmom. All right. I'll let you eat cake. Yeah. And I take you to amusement parks to buy your love. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for being a guest host today. <laughs> um, so Jenny is out sick, and Aww. last week I was out sick. No. I know. I had a stomach bug. You Ooh. know what? It's a rude Christmas present. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody likes those, it turns out. Um, so don't get those for people next year. That's my <laughs> hot life tip for the next year. Unless they're your enemy, then get it for them. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Would Two you weeks do that? Off. Would you give somebody else a bug on purpose <sighs> if you really hated them? I, I don't hate anyone that much right yeah. now. Yeah. There's some people I'm very annoyed with that I might give like, oh, you can't go see that movie you were planning on because it's oh. like a two-hour bug. Oh. I do. I two-hour bug people. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you could, what even is a two-hour bug? Like, just like a little bit of diarrhea. Just like, a tiny bit. Just, <laughs> just, di- little, it just a little diarrhea. Quickly. Like, oh. It passes quickly, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Yeah. So uh, today, it's, it's December 31st. Mm-hmm. And uh, tomorrow's January 1st. <gasps> New year, new yeah. decade. New year, new decade. Ooh. Kind of a big one. Mm-hmm. So now we are going to be in the 20s. So we actually have a decade we can refer to. Yeah, plus the 20s. That's your fun time to be alive. It is your fun Make time. Make a lot to of be mistakes. Alive. No, but there's no. Yeah, it's true. It's true. This is it. The 20s. Everybody get out there. Grow. Yeah. Be yeah. a. Get out of college. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun time. Yeah, get a job. Yeah, get That's a job. Get out of your parents' house. 20s. It's not a fun time too (laughs) there's this plus size writer um and he is he writes for like 17 or um 17 magazine is that still a thing no it's not um (laughs) he writes for (laughs) that's from the teen years Uh, no he writes for like teen vogue and nylon and all these big fashion publications and he's 22 years old. Oh, my gosh. And he did this, like, retrospective where he was, like, at the beginning of the year, I was graduating from college. Ugh. And at the end of the year, I'm working on my book proposal. Oh, what a fun life you live. Yeah. I know. He's got an agent. <laughs> you got and everything. it. He's published. He's been to New York Fashion Week. He's been published in all of these major fashion publications. And he... Um, is now working on a book proposal and has an agent. Wow, what a cool life for that guy. I know. It's hard for me to fathom. Yeah. The early 2010, I was two years into comedy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think I was on America's Got Talent, and I cried on national television. Wow. (laughs) You did? Yeah. Yeah, because what happens is they keep you in, like, what I would the best description is a holding cell uh-huh. with everyone that um, was performing your year, mm-hmm. and you're around so many children and stage parents, oh. and you're getting to know these kids, and their dreams are on the line, mm-hmm. and then they make you watch these children get cut. And, oh my god! And so you'd have to be a monster not to tear up, and that's oh. when they put me on, and I'm like, but I just saw children's dreams die. Oh, no. <laughs> So oh I'm already God. tearing up. Like I don't care if I, if I had gone through, if I had been, if I'd been cut, which I was, mm-hmm. uh, I would still be in tears because that's children. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so they're like, "Do you have any? Do you have anything to tell us?" I'm like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got oh through some God. rounds. It was fine, but yeah, yeah it's just children <laughs> how far did you get in america's got talent i got to the vegas round which is like uh one of the first biggie rounds mm-hmm. um 
I got three standing ovations, which they did not air, which oh. were very cool. And wow. it was uh, in Seattle, which is where I'm from originally, mm-hmm. and to see um, the Paramount um, just completely filled with 1,500 people, and they're all, yay, after being forced to sit for three hours yeah <laughs> wow and i ribbed uh piers morgan which was a oh, personal win for me that's a great <laughs> one. i think we all should aspire to uh yeah be shitty to piers morgan yeah it felt good yeah like, he deserves yeah. it he should be shit on more yes he should yeah. i think that should be a show shit on piers yes <laughs> i love it i love this idea it's on peas <laughs> Yeah, I think shit shit on Paris is like a great idea. Mm -hmm. Also, I think, you know, as I'm thinking about my different New Year's resolutions, maybe that's one of them. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, you know, we talk about like New Year's resolutions. I feel like it's not so much resolutions as it is like for me, at least for me, it's more like goals and things I want to achieve. Yeah. Resolutions just to me feels like dieting. Yes, I hear that. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like something like... All right, let's see if we're still doing this in March. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. It's like, you know, resolutions feels like, um, like almost like you're punishing yourself. Yeah. Doesn't it? It's like, I resolve that I will be a better snacker. Yeah, it feels like something your dad makes you do. It's not uh, usually fun. Yeah, it's usually like, I'm going to tighten my belt in whatever (laughs) way possible. Yeah, I have one that I'm trying to make uh, fun. I don't know. Did you come over to my place when Jenny was there? Uh, for what? Anything. I don't know. Oh, yes. I've been to your house when okay. Jenny's been there. Yes. Because the <laughs> I put this up in my bedroom, mm-hmm. so I wasn't sure if you saw it. Oh, um, no. It's a giant whiteboard uh-huh. calendar. Oh. So I can write in everything. Mm-hmm. And um, just, you know, like... Uh, work has been in the way and mm-hmm. other projects and things and I haven't been going out to do comedy as much as I'd like mm. so the whiteboard I'm writing in fr- on top of it every fucking day oh. so that I can visually check it because mm-hmm. um, I totally love the idea of vision boards but you also have to put the work in too yeah. yeah so this is like a permanent vision board I like that yeah so it's showing the work that I'm doing throughout the entire year mm-hmm. keeping me very accountable mm-hmm. instead of a resolution which is kind of flipping and like eh, maybe yeah uh, so every day I'll be getting up on top of my desk hoping I don't fall off to write onto <laughs> this giant whiteboard calendar uh, I'm gonna get you a stool yeah, that would yeah. be nice. Yeah, you can borrow mine, actually, yeah. <laughs> uh, so each day I have to either go out to perform at an open mic or an actual book show, mm. or I have to go to a show that I'd like to be on or a show that supports uh, other comedians. Wow. How many days a week uh, is that your goal? Uh, every day. Every it's day. Every you mean freaking, really every, every day? Every freaking day. Wow. Yeah, or every fucking day. But of course- For the like, year? Yeah, for the year. So if Thank I- Thank you for correcting yourself to the proper English. <laughs> we speak French here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if, I, if I'm if i on vacation or something, wow. then those days become writing days. Like I have to write for okay. a minimum of like 40 minutes or something like that. All right. So do you, do you have you heard of the artist's way? I've heard people reference it, but I haven't- I am not familiar. Okay, so there's a lot more to the artist's way than what I'm going to say here. But <laughs> one Somebody's of the things... In, You're only paraphrasing. I, it is completely <laughs> paraphrasing. Um, so, you know, bitches, stop bitching. Um, yeah, so basically with the artist's way, you have to write three pages front and back and fill every line and every space every day. Um, wow. In the morning, and like so make that's it a six pages, crack, basically. Yeah. Let's be honest. Let's just be honest, <laughs> six pages, right? Yeah. How, but yeah, you know, so you have to do that mm-hmm. every morning. Wow. And it's like part of your, you know, practicing. You just get it all out on the page. Mm-hmm. So I like yeah. that. So that sounds similar-ish to what you're doing. Yeah. But every day seems like a lot. I have a friend who is like, I have to run ten for ten minutes every day. Yeah, I'm not doing that. My my tits are way too big and it hurts. <laughs> like I, I already have to wear like two bras if I when I was doing the boxing class. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, like they were like, yeah, we see that that's painful. You can go on the stationary bike when everyone runs. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> it is painful. Thank you for speaking up for those of us with heavy boobs. It's yeah. It uh, like when I found out that I was a size thirty. No, 
was it 36G? Yeah. When I found that, I was like, yeah. that's not even a size. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I, you find out they is. go up to like P's and yeah, Q's. And you're like, what? Yeah, I did a photo shoot with a woman who was a 36J. And that was wow. a, a real challenge. It's a real challenge for her. But yeah. it's funny because I, I hear that and I'm like, whoa, those are really big. But now I'm a 38H. Yeah, so we're I'm very not close. that far yeah. behind. <laughs> yeah, very know. close, very close in the titty range. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> get those specially made, uh, specially yeah. places. You just yeah, you run out of when when you realize that you've gotten to the point that you like have sized out of right even the like extended like you've sized out of Nordstrom. You're yeah. like, oh man, <laughs> what is my life now? Um, but you know, it's funny cause like, I feel like we're talking about this about boobs and it's not a big deal. But no. If we were talking about it from like clothing size perspective, it would be such a different story. It is difficult to just, I can be in a large, I can be in a 12, mm-hmm. but then the second like buttons come into play, I'm like, damn it. Because <laughs> everything just like, whew. It's buttons just are buttons whoever decided let's put buttons on the titties it's like yeah. they are mean yeah <laughs> you know there are brands out there now that do make like wild fang for example mm-hmm. i find that they're more generous in that area and do not you have a lot of gapping be. yeah it's it's really just this thing where like we don't really design for like women's bodies. <laughs> we design for like one kind of woman's body. Right. And I bet that gal has a really cool life and yeah. everything must be really nice for her. So good. Um right? in terms of fashion, I'm sure maybe like something <laughs> happened to her, her dad's missing. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> her dad is missing. But boy, does she have closets full of stuff. Boy, can yeah. she be a film noir actress and just come and be like, Mister, you gotta help me. My father's missing but also but your breasts look immaculate <laughs> but check out this bra Ooh, yeah. i'll do this pro bono uh. um i'm sorry anyway <laughs> i just always i think like i love you know what i love is like teasing people for things that are like not things mm-hmm. where you're like oh look at me i can shop at a normal store for a bra <laughs> like, yay yeah, yeah uh there's no way i can shop at a victoria's secret oh no uh, that's done sale i don't even know if they go up to d to be quite honest i think they do i think they do but like yeah. victoria's secret sizing is off a lot of people don't know this if really? you take yeah if you take a normal me- measuring tape if you were to okay here's your here's your goal go to victoria's secret steal I mean, one of their measuring tapes you could <laughs> don't actually do this but if you were going to do this friend of the show victoria's secret my friend victoria <laughs> victoria h secret um family name Family name, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, in the if you were to take one of their tape measures mm-hmm. and hold it up against a regular tape measure, you would see that their inches are not the same. Are they centimeters? It's like, oh no, no, no they're just <laughs> off. They have their own measurements. It's like they there's Ew. a Victoria's Secret inch versus a actual mm, inch. I don't like that at all. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, yeah. Nobody ever thought about the fact that you could just change the tape measure. I mean, that seems kind of sadistic yeah. and cruel to women. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, oh, my size is wrong. And mm. I have heard this, by the way, this is not me having tested it. I have not done this myself, so I should qualify that. But so don't come after me, Victoria. Don't at me. Secrets. It's specifically that somebody uh, I know who worked at Victoria's oh, Secret. Insider. Yeah. She did this. And so <laughs> I can't reveal my sources, but... Victoria's secret is she's she's measuring things her own way. Oh, what a yeah, meanie. That's the secret. That's the secret. It reminds me of like I went to Costco for the first time as an adult getting a Costco membership and they mm-hmm. had all these sports bras and they only went up to C's. Uh. And I was like, damn it, Costco. Oh, Costco. <laughs> here's the thing. You know, You do my... bulk. Do bulk bulk right. <laughs> I got an I got another New Year's resolution for y'all if you're listening. I hope you're listening. It's a podcast. Yeah. Um no shopping at, at Costco for clothing. Oh, yeah, no. No, I just, I was just no. curious. Like, why is there yeah. sports bras here? Yeah, mm. I styled somebody and I, I sat down with her for the first time and she was like, I was like, where do you shop? And she's like, honestly, I buy most of my clothes from Costco. <gasps> I was like, get what? out. Did you just banish her from your site? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> so what do you even wear from Costco? Like, what? Maybe Car I'm hearts. Just more- you know? Only Carhar bra. That's the thing, right? <laughs> I 
it's all no it's all kirkland brand oh, it is gosh. actually all kirkland brand it yeah 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 you know kirkland washington listen there are things that come from costco that you're like okay that's a good thing like for example why are you 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 do not need to buy uh fancy scotch just buy Costco scotch because it's a Macallan 18 in that scotch. For real? It's a Macallan 18. <laughs> yeah. There's like, there's a, actually, I don't have the, I don't have my phone nearby, but there's like a whole thing that's like, this is what the actual, wow. this is the source for this and this and this for all these. That's so the booze, cool. The booze at Costco. So don't buy branding booze. Buy your booze at Costco. Costco booze. But please don't buy your clothing at Costco. Yeah. I don't know where that's coming from, <laughs> you know, and as an ethical stylist and all that, too. It also there's just no like, way that's ethical. That supply chain. I don't know. I don't know that supply chain. It could be. It could all be from Athleta for all we know, which is a B corporation. But like, how do I know? I uh, know. Doubtful. Yeah. I dated a guy who was obsessed with Costco. Now he works there. Oh, yeah. He loved it so much. He got, he's the guy. He's, he's the, the guy. guy. He's so, like, Kirk shows Lynch. up and he's like so excited. His name is Kirk. Land. Oh wow! Uh, no, uh, but wow. yeah, he's he's a nice guy. Uh, but when we all went on vacation to Canada, mm-hmm. he demanded that we go. Our demand is a bad word, but like he strongly encouraged uh-huh. us to go, and we did to Kirk to the Costco so that he could see what they had and oh. what they sold at the food courts. He's like, I bet wow. they have poutine. They did. They did, they did have, have poutine, poutine in the Canada Costco. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> I want to go. <laughs> like, no one needs that much poutine. I never thought that that... See, this is a new goal. Now, this is, this is your goal. Need, this is a new thing I need for 2020. I need to go to the Canada Costco and sample their poutine. Oh, gosh. That's it. I mean, is there vegan poutine? Is that a thing? It must be. I mean, you could I do mean, it. I mean, yeah. You could definitely do vegetable-based gravy yeah. and uh, vegan cheese with cashews or something for the curd. Yeah. 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 I mean. It's not going to be so good. Yeah. You're frying it in vegetable oil instead of animal fat. Yeah. So. It's just fine. Yeah. It's going to be okay. It'll be all right. (laughs) I I got real sad about this. Like, I was like, this isn't going to be good. I mean, it's a very animal-based dish. It is. It's a very, it is. Poutine is. I went to, um, when I was in middle school, I went to Quebec with mm-hmm. my French class well no I didn't even take French which is the wow. funny part I took Spanish so wait what yeah <laughs> which actually relates to this story because uh we stayed in this hotel that for whatever reason had a food court in the basement and that's where okay. we would eat like half the meals from the trip and sure. so um I didn't eat I was I had stopped eating red meat at this point this is middle school middle school I wow. stopped eating red meat my um brother I do eat it now. I'm like, no, that's a goal, 2020 goal. I like too. how you're like whispering it into a I microphone. It. <laughs> Don't listen to this part, everybody. I do eat meat now. Sometimes I just like crave burgers. But, you know, but the thing that's interesting is like for a long time, I actually didn't eat meat from like, or I didn't eat red meat from seventh grade until I was like 24. Wow. Yeah. And then I didn't eat meat from high school through college. I didn't eat all through college. I mean, you ate, just not red meat. I, didn't, I ate. <laughs> I was still eating food, just not meat. What was the dish that made you go, all right, a, fine? A fried chicken sandwich. Fried chicken sandwich? But that's not red meat. Uh-uh. No, it was... I, well, I hadn't eaten red meat in so long that I, like, I didn't have a taste for it. Mm-hmm. And then um, I ate a chicken sandwich, and I was like, oh, that's all. I, like, had been craving a fried chicken sandwich for, like, weeks. The worst part is I got it from McDonald's. No. It was good. I'm not going to lie. They put crack in those things. <laughs> it was very good. Um, but uh, yeah, my gateway drug coming back to me was a fried chicken sandwich. That happened to me. I was pescatarian for like a year. Mm. And then I went to Burgerville in Portland. And I was like, mm, yeah. I can't have the bean the bean burger. Yeah. What is this? Oh, chicken sandwich. Yes. Damn it. I still can't have like a shitty burger like right. i can't i haven't had a fast food burger mm. outside of um in and out yeah or like and i don't even think in and out's very good i don't think in and out i, I, I listeners hot... please don't be mad uh i do not like an in and out burger i am a purist to the extreme mm. on my burgers mm. the burger of my choice yeah. which i which i had three times when I went home for the holidays in Seattle, is Dick's Drive-In. Oh. That is my complete jam. Like, is that I, just like a local thing? It's a local chain, mm-hmm. like about five locations. 
Um, they make a burger that you th- you think this is probably what McDonald's was in like the oh, 60s. okay. And the buns are so soft. They're yeah. almost like a donut. Oh. And the cheese is perfectly melted and... I'm salivating. <laughs> and, uh, their french fries are hand cut uh-huh. and tossed in like this beautiful like seasoning salt. And then mm. you can get tartar sauce, which is like for a Northwest gal like myself, it's prime. Like yeah. it's what you want. It's like yeah. this yellowish hue tartar sauce, which you think what's wrong with it. But mm. it's just perfect. And uh, every like it's the only place in the world where you can be like, go eat a bag of dicks because it's like oh thank you i hope you get a bag of dicks because it's like it's perfect like even even like my in-laws are like did you get our dicks books it's like yeah i got dicks books because uh they give you like little vouchers Mm. and then i got a dick scarf i was Mm. so excited it's Mm. i I haven't worn it yet wow that's (laughs) a deep love it's uh they also treat their employees wonderfully like they give them 17 dollars an hour Mm -hmm. they give them a stipend for school or for childcare. wow and full medical benefits and they donate to the community they are amazing this is like in and out without the christianity yes and like in and out burgers too much vegetation on my burger oh. like way too much lettuce oh uh the bun is subpar the yeah. beef is good the french fries are an abomination i don't like people talk about those french fries and i'm like are we eating the same thing we are not eating the same thing because the They're, only way your french oh. fries are good is if you know a secret yeah like the secret is screwed. you gotta get them extra crispy extra crispy animal style mm-hmm. only way and animal style is only good for like 10 minutes and then it turns into crap sog city yeah it's just like like why this why are people so excited about it is it because the line like the exclusivity about it Mm because the milkshakes i will say yes sure their milkshakes are great but that's not what they're known for yeah and as somebody who should not be having that much dairy i can't tell you how much it heart it breaks my heart every time i can't have a milkshake but a dick's milkshake a third of the size oh it's the correct serving size like everything they give you is like this is a good serving size. This is a good serving size. You know, I don't feel like I don't feel like In and Out's serving sizes are that huge. But what I will say is, like, I just don't think they're that good. I just think no. I don't get the hype uh, compared to like Chick Fil A, where I won't eat. I will. I remember, but I want to. I just always feel like guys. They were anti-LGBT for years. You can't just be like, oh, they just changed. Like, I remember what you did. Yeah. (laughs) I I got a memory. That's fair. (laughs) You know, that is is canceling. But, I mean, this is the thing is, like, the first time it happened, they were like, oh, we didn't mean it this way. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I don't remember what they said. But it was kind of like they backtracked. They walked it back and it felt kind of sincere. And then, Mm. or, or maybe I just wanted to believe it because I love chicken and waffle fries but um <laughs> they uh then it happened the second time and it was like okay well you know it's like this is it and then and now it's just like after that it was like it doesn't matter what you do but it's funny because they've they've walked it back and then they did it again just again they walked it back and then like a month later walk you know like yeah. did it again so it's just like fuck chick-fil-a fuck you and your good <laughs> chicken sandwiches and your good fucking waffle fries i will find food somewhere else yeah like Popeyes I guess yeah I guess Popeyes you know I you know what I I I just I would like if if Mr. Popeye is listening (laughs) Mr. or Mrs. Popeye now I will tell you by the way I worked um alongside a CEO a former CEO of Popeyes and she herself did donate she or was involved in some ways with in some way I actually don't know exactly how she was involved she was involved in some way with folks on the family which I found out later right so you know, um, yeah, the, it basically, like, people in power suck. But anyway, Popeye, if, if Mr. or Mrs. Popeye is listening, <laughs> I they would, would be like married. to say, if you, you've done the sandwich, keep the sandwich coming, think about waffle fries and a selection of dips. Like, uh, I'm there for dips. Like, yeah? I get way too many dips for when I get, like, if I go into a McDonald's or something, yeah. I got my dips, usually yeah. up to three. If I'm at Jack in the Box, there's four dip. See, oh, yeah. See, this is the thing is I'm not super into Popeye's dips. That's They're my, not that you know. great. This is really, um, a, this is a really this good is a episode. <laughs> food heavy episode. Really, well, it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, I do like to talk about what I love. But here's the thing is like, if we could just, oh, 
oh good there's a fire in the distance <laughs> no this is what la is everybody let's just hope that it's not a fire and they've actually just they're choosing a new um pope i don't know the, that's a white oh smoke. it's a white smoke <laughs> it's a black smoke if they don't choose anybody though so they haven't chosen a new pope that's what i'm choosing to see that as. <laughs> it would be in la it would be <laughs> Oh, good. Well, anyway, I would just like to have a selection of dips and waffle fries somewhere besides Chick-fil-A. So if somebody wants to make my dreams happen, that would be great. Mm -hmm. That's my 2020 resolution. Oh, yeah. This is what's happening in our 20s. <laughs> in our 20s, we're getting better fast food. Yeah. Like food Maybe that you're excited about. Maybe in and out could actually... They won't do it. They won't. Yeah. When have they uh, adjusted their menu? Um, Recently. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think they added a flavor of of uh milkshake or something huh that's surprising yeah i forget they added something it was okay. it wasn't big or exceptional i hope it wasn't like eggnog like nobody wants your eggnog shake no <laughs> oh i don't know i think people do want your do you know that you could get i didn't realize this that you could substitute your milk for eggnog at starbucks during the holiday season i did not know that yeah it's oh. one of the milk options <laughs> I, yeah yeah I love food. Mm. I'm a big food person. You know, so, okay, so I don't know how we got here from We New America's Year's Got Talent, we New got Year's it, Resolution. Yeah. What are you, why, I don't like Chick-fil-A. Yeah, <laughs> I do like Chick-fil-A. I just don't like their values. Mm. Their values and my values are not the same. Yeah. So, okay, so you were on America's Got Talent. This happened, yes. Yes. And one of the things that I never hear you talk about is the fact that you were on IFC and that you had an uh, you had a cooking show <laughs> on IFC. Yeah, I did with Jenny, uh, favorite co-host. Well, that's not here right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's okay. I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't feel any sort of kind of way to you saying that. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so when I was in Seattle, I would invite comedians who were on tour mm -hmm. um, to come over to my house, and I would bake them uh, treats based off of their jokes. Mm. And it became a very small little web series that I did at home. And then um, I tried to do it live. Mm -hmm. I even had like a toaster oven and everything. Like, let's see how much we can actually make uh -huh. in person. Not a lot, when apparently. You, when you did it live, you were doing this on like a like a comedy stage? Yeah, on oh, a comedy wow. stage. And so what did you bring up? You brought a toaster and what else? I'd bring a toaster oven and then I'd bring like food that was already prepared uh -huh. so that I could do the demonstration and then everybody in the audience would get a little sample. Oh. And I'd make them sign waivers because I don't trust people uh -huh. <laughs> to not be like, I got sick and uh -huh. it's Jen's fault. Oh, yeah. money please like i just don't want to deal right. with it so i had everybody like sign a waiver like uh this was made in a home that has cats like just heads mm -hmm. up i don't know your allergies <laughs> i don't live your life don't screw me over please so yeah. yeah um did that there uh then jenny and i were chatting when we first moved down here about show ideas and i mentioned this and she casually brought it up to her management team and to uh ifc somehow and then they like the idea mm -hmm. and they decided to make it into a, a little web series. So that's great. We made about six episodes and Jenny helped to find a lot of the comics for it. Mm -hmm. uh, I got to choose some friends, which I was really excited about. Some of them have gone on to be really great. Mm. Uh, like Janelle James is killing it. Mateo yes. Lane is killing it. Yes. Like just a lot of really awesome comics are associated with that uh, show. And we filmed it for two days uh, the first day, all the cooking, mm. all the cooking in one day mm -hmm. for six different recipes. It's crazy. Wow. And then uh, the next day, just just the comedy bit. Uh -huh. And then they edited it all together. Uh, my favorite part of the show that never happened was that um, I love punk rock music and mm -hmm. I love Seattle-based rock music. And mm -hmm. my favorite band is Murray City Devils. And yes. I, Ooh, I love Murder City Devils. And I reached out to Spencer Moody because I'm from Seattle and we know each other. Mm -hmm. And he wrote a little theme song for the show, mm -hmm. which, as much as I love it, does not fit. Oh no, really? <laughs> Wait, so you had a theme song from the from the guy from what's his name? Uh, Spencer Moody. Spencer Moody from Murder City Devils. Right, and you couldn't use it. Couldn't really use oh, it. That sucks. Why? Why couldn't you? Because it? it was just. It was lovely, but it did not fit the vibe of the show, which is very high energy. Mm. And his was all like, 
my cookie has crumbled. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love this so much, but I can't use it. That's so funny. I don't know what I could use it for, but it's now just a little thing that I treasure. Oh, my and gosh. Okay, so were you connected with him before this? Or so, how did, what did you do? Yeah, so he ran a really fun vintage antique shop in Seattle. That's cool. Uh, called the Ann Bonnie, which is named after one of the only known, uh, publicly known, like, big badass female pirates Uh. and um so he was he decided to have comedians come Mm -hmm. in and Mm -hmm. perform so he if you even search like jen seaman my my maiden name and the ann bonnie he writes this best comic in seattle which is still like "Ah!" (laughs) because i love him so much and platonically and um (laughs) Don't worry, Don. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that Don and I, my husband's name is Don, and we met online on OKCupid, mm-hmm. and I originally thought he looked like a major douchebag. Like, he looked like a Wall Street bro, because <laughs> uh, his photo was him working at the law firm that he worked oh. at, and I was like, this guy looks like a guy who's going to sleep with you, never call back, oh my God. and he's going to, like, totally neg you, and uh, <laughs> he wrote me... And this, of course, has since changed because I do not like Woody Allen. But at the time, uh I did not know. And his first, my husband's first thing he ever said to me was, how could I not talk to a girl who likes Woody Allen and Mercy Devils? Oh, wow. So, like, Spencer helped me meet my husband. Wow. uh, Yeah, we don't talk about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um... I had written. I had also written him a nice letter saying thank you for that, and he's mm-hmm. like, "If you need an officiant, uh, let me know." But at that point, we already had my good friend Whoa, mentor. He's really like moving fast on these things. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, great. Let me just lock this down. He's right? a great guy. <laughs> uh, and I also helped to stage manage him for I think like a couple different. Uh, music events for seattle weekly the newspaper that i had worked at oh okay so yeah wait what did you do at seattle weekly i was uh i would help volunteer at events but i also was on the sales side for advertising and um real weird thing is that one of the guys in his side project band uh tragic tragic from lethargy skinned alive to death is uh, the name of his other band that's a lot and one of the guys in there used to be my manager when i worked at a movie theater mm. so wow. a lot okay. of fun tie-ins yeah. to spencer i should just say that that guy's <laughs> name uh is too many characters for social media it's uh that's a whole tweet yeah it is right there <laughs> uh, plus spencer moody like i always think about my old game i don't know if you had this dream phone Yes, I had yes. Dream Phone. Spencer was like the dork that you would oh get. And you'd God. be like, oh, no, I got Spencer. <laughs> and then you see Spencer wailing on stage. You're like, Spencer's cool. Yeah, Spencer <laughs> was one of those. You know what? Spencer is a name that I feel like in the 90s would have been like one of the Saved by the Bell dorks. Yeah, it's definitely a Screech mm. throwback. Like, and now it's, like, it's oh, kind no. of cool. Yeah, also Screech. Don't look him up. There's too much horribleness. Oh, yeah. Screech, it did <laughs> not age well. And, like, he has had a lot of... Like, jail time yeah oh i didn't realize he was doing porn yeah he did that feels like who's watching who's that audience i don't want to know or Ugh, meet them dirtbags <laughs> dirtbags you know this is, this is the thing you have okay it's the new year you've got a choice <laughs> Wait a minute. screech screech if you're listening what's his real name uh what is screech's real oh name oh my gosh he dustin knows. diamond dustin diamond if you're listening name. you've got a new deck new year New decade. This could be the year you stop being a dirtbag. This could be it. This could be the year. And then you could have fans who aren't creepy. You know, that's one of the things I think about is like anything you do, you have to keep in mind. Like, I hope you like the fans that you cultivate from what you do as an entertainer because you will have to be in their reflection. Well, their reflection, but also like you're going to have to be in, you're going to have to share space with them. Yep. Like, I think about that with, like, Donald Trump, and I'm just like, how does he like those people? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think he does. He's a dirtbag. He's a shitbag. Like, we don't even have to go into all the ways. But, like, one of the things I think about all the time is I'm like, but do you want to be in the same room with those people? David Duke? Like, ugh. 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 Just, like. (laughs) It's just like you you have signed up to like create the cafeteria table 
Oh, gosh. For yourself. This cafeteria table would have David Duke at the head. And yeah. then have one woman, like, in a sports bra with MAGA written on top. Yeah. Like, another, and a guy, like, who's just like, I got all the guns. It's, yeah, and gun dude. <laughs> and, like, you know, and so it, it, this is, like, Jenny and I talked earlier this year on an episode about how you have to fix your feed. You got to fix your social media feeds. So you're only seeing stuff that's positive. Oh, yeah. Then you got to think about, like, who's at your lunch table? So, Jen, oh my who's gosh. at your lunch oh, table? Oh, my lunch table right now because I need to fix my feed. Because mm. uh, right now my feed is like so – I want to be there for everybody. So my feed right now is so much like people's loved ones are passing or their pets are passing. Oh, no. Um, but that's that's fine. You got to be there for your friends. Yeah. Um. So there's one, there's one lady crying at my table. Oh, no. And then there's – uh, but again, that's totally fine. I want to be there for for folks. Um, then there's definitely one person who's yelling at Trump uh-huh. too loudly. Too loudly. It's, yeah, because it's probably me going like, "Why did you say you're wrong?" So uh-huh. there's somebody like that at my table. Um, uh-huh. There's two. So this is the person you're fighting with. No, there. No, oh. it's the person that I'm probably like. I follow them because we both don't like this shit. Oh, I see. Um, I see. I see. Then there's probably two women that are amazing at comedians that are just like, yes, let's support each other. Yeah. So that's the majority of my feed. And then yeah. there's probably two other people who are like either gothy mm-hmm. or just horror based. Like, uh-huh. uh, and then the other uh, the other head of my table would be Tom Savini. <laughs> Who's Tom Savini? I don't know who Tom Savini is. Girl. Listen, not everybody knows. I, I'm one of them. Uh, Who's Tom Savini? Tom Savini is the shit. What? He is, what is a he? writer. <laughs> or he's a he's a actor. He's an icon of horror makeup. Oh. He is a director. He is wow. prolific. What did he what has he directed? That He's directed uh, Night of the Living Dead, the remake for George Romero. Oh, okay. Uh he has done um he I've... did the makeup for Friday the thirteenth one and four and creep show. Wow. And Okay. Yeah. So he's, he's a legend. Yeah. And he's in Dust Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. And his I believe his name Oh, his name is Fuck Machine. What? In Dust Till Dawn. He's that's, amazing. He's in his seventies. He's ripped. That's hilarious. Uh I used to have a T shirt that said Pabst Powered Fuck Machine. My ex made it. That's nice. I don't really like that. <laughs> Not even in the PBR, but that's my, that's my, that's my, that's my contribution. Thank you. Appreciate so it, it sounds like he's a legend. Yeah, he's and, amazing. Uh, I have to admit something. I've never seen any of the Walking Dead movies. I'm oh, sorry, not Walking Dead. Um, the... uh, Romero. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Living, okay. Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, sure. They're all dead. Yeah, the, yeah. The and they're, a, I mean, they're not all, together. like, they're there's all other ones where, like, there's vampires and other. Yeah, but I've never seen stuff. any of the Living Dead movies. That's okay. It's okay? Yeah. I'm not. She just gets up and walks out. (laughs) She's like, that's it. You just hear me going, it's not okay, cat. Yeah. Well, listen, (laughs) I just, and then I just get smacked (laughs) and I cry. You just hear me crying in the background. No, I mean, I totally acknowledge that what I love Mm -hmm. is not necessarily what everybody else loves. And I think that everyone's year would be a lot better and Deku would be a lot better if they all hang on to that truth that just because you love something mm. and somebody else doesn't love it does not negate or uh, distance you from loving the thing that you love. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, you, you hear s- that Bernie bros, you see <laughs> true. You see all the articles about Martin Scorsese just saying, I'm not a big fan of the Marvel movies. It's not for me. And everyone's like, well, he's, he's ruining the Marvel movies. Oh, like bitch, gosh. those made billions of dollars. Scorsese can't ruin something that's already out there. Like, no, calm he's down. Not ru- <laughs> I won't see it because Martin Scorsese doesn't like, like it. If you live I your life Martin that way. Yeah. That, I don't care about any of the superhero movies i mean i watched the end games and i watched black panther and that's that's all i wanted to because i don't really need to watch all of those and it's not it doesn't like i haven't watched like the last three star wars movie and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna probably get disney plus for the mandalorian and that's fine and i will only love it any of that stuff accidentally Sure. Like I walk into a living room and it happens to be on and there's nothing else to do. That's how I will watch any Marvel movie or any like Star Wars movie. I don't give a fuck. 
I don't care. And that's fine. Yeah. I mean, you, we should all be more comfortable in our own skin with yeah. what we love because that's what makes us unique. It makes us feel cool and warm and gushy inside about ourselves. Yeah. And it's it's good not to like everything that everybody else likes because then you're stretched too thin and you're not true to yourself and you don't get to dive deep in the things that you really love. Mm, I love that. I think that that's a really good thing to think about. Like, I'm really big on the idea of just whatever it is, like loving it unapologetically. I like to give Jenny, like I like to make fun of Jenny lightly about her um, love of reenactment. Oh, yeah, she's a big one on that. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I just think it's funny to make fun of her for it because she can handle it. Sometimes but, I just hope that she one day goes to a Renaissance fair and she picks up a, a glass of mead and a young man, he also reaches for the same mead and oh. their hands touch and he goes, oh, I'm sorry, this mead was for me. Oh. And then she just goes, this mead was, I can't do Jenny. <laughs> wow, yeah, that was Jenny's voice. Uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't at all. Uncanny. Oh, this mead is for me too. And then they just lock eyes mm-hmm. and they go do whatever is really cute at a Ren fair. Oh. Maybe they share a chicken or a turkey leg. It's a turkey leg. It's a turkey leg. <laughs> Until their, their lips meet. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gross because that's a lot of a lot of oil in that turkey leg. Yeah, it's a greasy turkey leg. But and, that's and love. Mead. Yeah. Yeah. The flavors of meat and turkey leg come into the air. Yeah, and yeah. then they just sit there and they they make fun of they people watch and make fun of people whose costumes aren't historically accurate. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they watch a joust together. Yeah. They throw axes. Yeah. Maybe they get matching face paint. Maybe. You know, yeah. That's what I was about. And when I went to the Ren Fairs in like elementary school, I, w- I just wanted to get the cool face paint because they did the like really detailed, like right? intricate. Yeah. Dragons. So cool. Butterflies. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my grandmother <laughs> took a picture of me after I was like in fifth grade. This is the last time I went to Ren- the Ren Fair. But um, my grandmother took a picture of me after I got it done. And the look on my face, I'm definitely trying to do the like cool 90s girl. Like. <laughs> You know, but I've got like braces. I'm not interested, but I'm cool. Right. But I've got like braces and glasses and I'm just like, it's just hopeless. It's just hilarious. You have braces at a Ren fair, Not historically accurate. I know. They were like, <laughs> we'll have to confiscate those from you and get them afterwards. Yeah. So what are you not going to do in 2020? Not going to do, um, hmm. I am, <laughs> I did get into a big fight with my dad over Trump. Um, mm. during the elections, mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna do that this year. Instead, right. this is a big election year. It's yeah, gonna... actually, 2020 is very... gonna suck, isn't it? It's gonna. Yeah, suck. I did that yeah. very Shit. uh visually, like in front of everyone on social media. Oh, and I've decided if I do anything with him, I'm gonna record it because that's gonna be funner. Mm. <laughs> I'll just record it, like put him on speaker with my other phone, and just be like, "Oh, this is for me." Um. But I'll just try not to engage him because um, every time I, I spent part of my honeymoon trying to get him to change his vote. And oh. Yeah. So, like, I was oh. in it to win it. and So he's, like, a real Trump supporter. He's not, he, like... He's more of a, it's the economy. you got to look at your 401k. It's the economy. It's like, um, we have a blended family and your two kids are LGBT and yeah. come on, let's... Be be a champ here, bud. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You're being an ass. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a lot of that. Um. So just trying to handle self care and trying to keep him from getting fake news. Um. Yeah. So there's a lot of that going on. Taking away his voters' right. Yeah, if we could. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think you're too old now, Dad. <laughs> I I I'm not one for voter suppression, but I would like him to get the correct information <laughs> if I could. Yeah. Um. <laughs> My mom has said she thinks that, like, people her age over a certain age, like, people over a certain age shouldn't do it anymore. She's like, I'm so tired of people my own age. We should not be allowed to run for anything, and we shouldn't be allowed, we shouldn't be allowed to vote. That's, you know. uh, I'm not going to say that out loud. Yeah. Um, so, um, it's, everybody has their own opinion. Um, other things I want to do, 
is my brother's trying to get into comedy. I want to help him more. Okay, these are things you're not going to do. Oh, things I'm not going to do. Right. Uh, I'm not not going to not help him. Oh, Just God. Kidding. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> things that I'm not going to do. I'm going to be kinder to myself. Like if, mm-hmm. let's say, I miss a day or something mm-hmm. on my comedy, I'm not going to sit there and beat myself up. I'm yeah. just going to reflect and go, okay, what can I do that I didn't do? Like can I go yeah. on a walk and help? Uh, my body um can i go for a swim and kind of meditate or something like what can i do mm-hmm. to turn this negative of my time into a positive yeah instead of like um i think i'm very self-critical and which i'm great at i'm the best self-critical yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um just learning to be kinder to myself i yeah. think is vital and important um I'm not going to get mad if I, like, just have a day where I eat a bunch of food that I probably shouldn't have eaten and Mm -hmm. just be like, you know what? This happens. Yeah. These setbacks happen. And, again, how are you going to be the next time and learn from it? Well, yeah. And, like, you can't moral. Learning to not moralize food is one of my great life's uh, battles. But right. I think there is something to that too. Like mm-hmm. that's part of being kind to yourself is also recognizing that there's no such thing as like, like you're not a good or bad person if you eat a donut. Right. Oh God, yeah. I want a donut. Now. <laughs> I'm going to get a donut after this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's great. Well, I mean, it seems like you've got, you have you, do you do anything every, like new, when New Year's rolls around, do you do things to? Yeah. Prepare? I try to do like little things. Um, one year was my favorite New Year's resolution where Don and I, my husband, decided to go explore a new restaurant in Los Angeles every week. Just oh, one. Oh, that's cool. Uh, try different cuisines, mm-hmm. something that really expands our horizons, and we get to try something. Whoa. Sorry. Whoa. Try Whoa. something new. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think also what I want to do is if somebody, if somebody's really negative in your life, mm-hmm. just acknowledge that and maybe back away a little bit mm. so that you're not hurting yourself because like you said your table it's important Mm -hmm. you don't want to put like a seat in there for somebody who's gonna like bogart the conversation of negative thoughts and who who's not there for you Mm. and wanting more people who are there for you and you're there for them yeah i think that's a really good way of looking at that um the negativity thing is big i you know a few years ago had somebody who i was really close with and Mm -hmm. I remember feeling like, why is everything so negative all the time? And it's hard, too, because sometimes you're like, I really care about this person, right. but also their darkness is creating darkness in my life, too. Right. And that's not to say that your friends can't have a bad day. Right. I mean, of course, Absolutely. they can have a bad day. Um, it's just if, like, every time you've talked to this person for, like, months, it's mm-hmm. just, like... I hate this. I mm-hmm. hate this person. And then they try to get you to hate that person. Uh-huh. And then it's just like, uh... <laughs> yeah. Like it's the kind of person that we all have that one where mm-hmm. you just like, you see the phone ring and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to answer this today. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's hard. I yeah. mean, and I think, you know, people go through dark spots too. And that's one of those things that like, I always struggle with is, um, and I, and you're somebody who's like extremely caring. Um, I'm that like, can be negative. I'm like a medium caring, but mm-hmm. like, I, yeah, I'm obnoxiously caring. You're so, <laughs> you are, well, you're not obnoxiously caring, but you're like, you, I, you know, like you're the kind of person who will go out of their way for somebody. And, uh, I will sometimes, it depends on how much, basically like how many spoons I have, you know, like how much energy I really have mm-hmm. to, deal with it at that moment but I think that like one of the things for me as I've gotten older is like forgiving myself for not being that person right that I would love to be there for everyone I just can't I feel like you know too many people Kat that's impossible well I don't know (laughs) I don't think it's that I just think it's like even even with like my close friends like I have a friend who's had you know a real rough few years and it's like I wish that I could be there for her in all of the ways that she needs her friends to be there for her. Mm-hmm. And I oftentimes struggle with feeling like I'm not a good enough friend, that there's ways in which other I'll, I'll even like do that thing where I'll like think about how other people are there for her more. And I feel really like, you know, disappointed that I'm not that person. But then I kind of, I, I guess like I've gotten, I've come around to the other side for myself where I'm like, 
maybe that's okay. Yeah. Like, maybe it's okay that I, like, my world doesn't end if I can't be there as fully for somebody else as, like, I would like to be or as they need. Yeah, and maybe that means that you're not fully there for that person. But if you're, I'm sure if you took a step back and you looked at the people that you're there mm-hmm. for, mm. you're probably there for a lot of other people who maybe their friends aren't always there for them. So sure. there's like, you can only put so much in your basket yeah. and I'm sure your basket is overflowing with other people that you are helping and that you're yeah. loving and you're taking care of too. I mean, I, I definitely think that it's like one of those things where you kind of, you also, you can't measure everything by how much you're there for other people. You also have to measure it by how much yeah. you're there for yourself. Oh yeah, 100%. And, like you know, my dad has had a lot of bad things happen in his life but his the best advice he ever gave me besides 401k plan (laughs) is Mm -hmm. uh you can't love anybody until you love yourself Mm -hmm. and i mean Mm -hmm. that that phrase gets twisted around a lot but i i really believe that you know you spend the most time with you for Mm -hmm. your entire life and if you don't like who you are that's what you're presenting out into the world and Like, if you can't love the one that, like, they always say love the one you're with and it means somebody else. But I'm like, no, love the one you're with is you. Mm -hmm. Like, if you can't, like, you're Mm -hmm. you're constant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, right. Like, there is a cliche to the whole, like, (coughs) of course I have to cough. Um, There is a whole cliche to the whole, you know, if you you can't love your, how can you love anybody else if you don't love yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, we've all heard that. But there is... I do think there's some truth to it. I also think that it's possible for you to love someone else. I I will challenge that in that I think it's possible to love someone else and also go through the process of learning how to love yourself. Oh, yes. 100%. Yeah. I also think it's possible. I I think the other thing that I would like, it's like I want clarity to that saying, right? Like, I think it's possible to love somebody else and not love yourself, but also you will never be good at loving that other person the way that they need to be loved because you don't know how to love yourself the way that you need to be loved. Yeah, and that makes sense too because it's like if you don't love yourself, it doesn't mean you don't love your mom. Right, (laughs) right, exactly. I'm sorry, mom, I cannot love you. I don't know how to love myself. I do not love myself. (laughs) Like, no, 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 that's not what I mean by that at all. Right, Yeah. but, you know, we're more capable of understanding how other people need to and want to be loved when we're able to do that for ourselves. I think that's for me like a big New Year's resolution for the year is exploring that a mm-hmm. bit more and like really I'm I'm digging back into understanding who I am. Right. And I think that's one of those things for me is like it's really easy. I think that there's it's almost a myth. It's a myth that like most people understand who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that um, I dip in and out of knowing who I am. I'm really good at numbing out when I need to. Mm -hmm. I mean, hi, I have a history of binge eating. So I guess, you know, but like, I think that, um, I just think that like 2020 for me is a lot about like really a, like really listening to my gut because she's smart and she knows what's going on. Right. And I also think that, um, B, the other piece of that is like getting to know what it is she wants. Mm-hmm. because so much of it for me is about like I really think that like I spend so much time just learning I or I have spent so much time just learning how to listen to my gut mm-hmm. that the but the only things that I've learned really how to do in listening is to hear like that's a red flag <laughs> hey red flags are important. right right it's like <laughs> now I've seen the red flags can I now see the like green lights you know what I mean oh, that's can good. we that's the thing that I think is like we spend it's a survival thing right so much about like survival for us is learning when to recognize when something is bad for us Mm -hmm. but the other side of that is we also need to learn how to figure out what's good for us right and i think it's really important too to like take those moments like because i don't know about you but like i have like anxiety where like i don't want to go out and stuff and then to find people around you who are voices of reason who are honest tellers Mm -hmm. like truth tellers like Mm -hmm. if i don't want to go out to do comedy or something i can because i think to myself like oh people don't like me Mm -hmm. oh i'm not good at this oh people hate me and then starts like a snowball effect from there right so if i can talk to my husband and be like 
what is it that you tell me every time I go out? What is it that I hear mm. when I go out? Like, if you could have somebody there mm-hmm. who's a point person for you through the next year or the next decade or your mm. life, who is just someone who's kind of like your, like... Your coach? Yeah, kind of like your coach, mm-hmm. kind of your ref. Your, like, referee, cheerleader, whatever. All the sports people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, just somebody who can can be kind of a mirror for you. Mm-hmm. You might have multiple people, if, yeah. if you're lucky, who you just reach out to and go, I'm feeling a little low. What is it that I've told you before? What is it that you've heard? Mm-hmm. And then they'll tell you what's real mm. so that it can kind of null and eventually squash those voices yeah. of doubt. Because yeah. that's, what, that's what gets in our way uh-huh. so many times when we're doing a resolution, trying to change a pattern, or just trying to get out there. It's that negativity and that unknownness mm-hmm. that will sit there and just kind of chomp away at you until mm-hmm. you're just like, you know what, you're right. I should just curl up into a blanket and watch more episodes of The Office, which is fine. Yeah. But still, like... I've watched yeah. a lot of TV this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's moments where you're just like, this is all I want to do. And it's like, right. is it really what you want to do? Because right. it's taking away from your goals and your dreams and your heart mm-hmm. um but just having somebody and maybe it's a couple of different friends maybe it's a partner and having them reinforce that for you just yeah. a quick like you know this isn't real what you're feeling yeah just so that you know it, it snaps you back yeah i also think that there's something to like those incremental goals that really for whatever reason like we need to have it's not exactly like benchmarks for ourselves but we need to have like we need to set out I guess it is benchmarks I don't know we need to set out little things first like little breadcrumbs for us right. to reach things so you know like for example um I want to get back to doing a little bit more writing next year and cool. I had a you know uh the curvy fashionista reached out to me about writing for her and yeah. so I'm gonna do that next year and I'm gonna do a monthly um column and you know one of the things with that for me is like I've had opportunities put in front of me from various different publications to write for them, but mm-hmm. I didn't set a real goal around it. And I think that was the biggest mistake. But I also, the other thing too is like, I need to let, one of the things that I want to do kind of like over, I'm going on a cruise this week. Right. <laughs> no big deal. And um, on the cruise, one of the things I want to do in that time where it's like I'm uh, away from the distractions of things like TV and whatever is mm-hmm. sit down and just sort of like, write out what my month looks like. Yeah. Because I think one of the things that happens for me is I'm really good at wasting time. Like I'm really good at time just sort of passing. Mm -hmm. And I also recognize that like productivity is not the most important thing in the world, right? Like we do need to be productive. It's not a measure, however, of like my worthiness as a person. Right. At the same time. And I do need downtime. But I also like I am one of those people where my downtime can really like it can eat away at my productivity sure, time. You know sure. what I mean? Sometimes downtime is self-care and mm-hmm. sometimes self-care can become life. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and then it stops being self-care. Yeah. Then yeah. it just becomes you. Um, yeah. I think having those little goals mm-hmm. gives you big success and a bigger outcome. Right. And just if you make them small goals, like I love a to-do list. That's mm-hmm. like my favorite thing I have like to-do lists everywhere. Like I'm sure when Jenny was house sitting for me, she probably saw like my lists everywhere. Uh-huh. Like, girl, calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love those. Yeah. Um, and they just kind of help you keep to yourself honest and um, accountable. And I think that's yeah. important. But I definitely don't ever want to sound like I don't appreciate self-care. It is super important, especially when you're going into an election year. Totally. And you're going to get in a day with people who you love, who don't believe in the same things that you do. And a lot of truth that's going to come out and it's going to be hurtful. And you need to have a space for yourself. And you consider it a safe space or whatever. Uh, There's negative connotations to either, but Mm -hmm. it just... Um, and fuck anyone who tells you you're a snowflake yes. on either side. It's yes. dumb. Like, it just, you are a person that's existing and trying to figure your shit out. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a lot of stuff that you can't control. And it's important to give yourself a moment to just recharge. I love that. Otherwise, you yeah. know, it can spiral. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was, like, super thoughtful and powerful. These are the conversations I have with Jenny. Yeah. But these are also, you're really good at like, I'm so glad that you're here for it. I'm sad that Jenny couldn't be here, but also like so glad that you were able to come in and 
um, guest host today and oh, talk about. Thank you for about, having me. Because you're such a it's good. It's so far like, away. You're like, I, I know, right? I know. We live in the same building. But like, you're so good at creating goals, and like, you're definitely the more the most adult in the room. You know, <laughs> like we had not a by choice. About it's just <laughs> a lot of a lot of things that got me here. Yeah, but that's the thing is like that's the kind like we all need to have that adult in the room who's like, hey, y'all, you do actually need a four hundred one k. You know, like or, oh my gosh, let everybody me tell you. does. <laughs> See, these are the things. Is like it's so there's so many people out there who won't tell you that because. Most of us are just like trying to survive and we're just like not thinking about it. Yeah. We're like out of sight, out of mind. So it's good that there's somebody who's like, no, actually, I'm your age and I think about this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think when you're looking at your goals for 2020, Mm -hmm. it should also be like, what's my goal for 2030? What's Mm -hmm. my goal for 2040? It shouldn't just be the immediate because the immediate is great, but it helps you get to those ones that are going to come down sooner than you think. My ultimate goal is to be an old lady who uh, wears caftans all day and has a home where, you know, people who are just trying to get through life or need help or whatever can come and see my house as a port and storm. Yeah, that's the facts that's of life. That's the entire season I never of facts watched of life. That. <laughs> I never watched that, but maybe I should. Sounds like that's what I want. I just want to be a home for wayward, for wayward artists. An artist? Yeah, you yeah. can do that. That's yeah. a definite uh, achievement you can have. But I have to make a lot of money and be a lady of leisure in order I mean, for that to happen. I mean, you don't even have to make a lot of money. You just have to find a home that's within your price range, and it might be outside of the city limits. But Yeah, no, it's in Palm Springs. You could get there. Yeah. 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 Oh, I started. Trust me, Zillow. (laughs) All right. Zillow's dangerous. (laughs) Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Kat. Thank you so much for being here today. Yay. And We talk so much about fashion. We did. We never (laughs) talk about fashion on here. We like never talk about fashion. So where can people find you? They can find me probably all over LA uh, this year now. Yeah. Um, but on jensaunderson.com uh, and Jen Saunderson on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if any of this helped you out, if you have tips, it, I hope we can hear them. Yeah. Yay. All right. Thanks. Happy Bye. New Year, everybody. Bye.